got when we were in Chicago at the fire, catch the fire. And uh, there were a lot of really great things that were uh, spoken over us and to us. And I'm the bride of Christ, got it, getting it. I, I don't have it completely, but I'm getting it. I'm working on it. And uh, <clears throat> Minister Teresa said, and, and Pastor Cindy said this last week, that when I man or woman of God, she just used the example, uh, lays you out, don't get up until God has done something, until there's a difference. Well, we say that. But Julie, don't get up until I hear what it is that you're trying to say to me. You don't knock me out or I fall to my knees or... The man or woman of God does not, they are not wasting their time with me. There is a reason. And the reason, I don't know. But God does. And if I wait and I tarry just a while and not be concerned about anything, nothing. I don't have no dignity. I have no dignity in the name of Jesus. Because I want what God has for me. I want an impartation. Okay. I really got that. And I'm getting it yet the more. For example, we were praying for uh, Sister Holly and Brother Josh just then. And Elder Barbara was praying for Josh. And it rose up in me, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. And I said, okay, this goes with that. Don't get up until God does something. There's a difference. This side of that is, I will pray now. It's like God showed me what to pray for the praise team. And so I go into, I will go into now, I'm excited and that will be my prayer. I'll break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Until that, that I feel that release in me. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Okay. The biggest revelation I got in Chicago was from Pastor Angie. And, um, I mean, it was monumental to me. There is a door. The Bible talks about a door a lot. The door in the number three. I'm like, I, I, you know, there's a significance there. And um, if, if somebody will look Revelations 3, I think it's 20. It may be 10. About the door. There, I stand at the door and I knock. 320. Uh, pastor gave me the scripture, and I, I started teaching it to our children. Um, <clears throat> it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
Okay. Jesus is there. There is a door. If any man hear my voice and open the door, that's my part, I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me. Okay. So to break this down, I have a door. It's a beautiful door. It is sort of, I'm a very imaginative person. And my door, I call it a berry fuchsia color. It has gold trim, not brass. It's gold. And Jesus is standing there. Knocking. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Okay, I open that door. Break every chain. Break every chain. But it's not enough to open the door. Now I have to step through the door. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain over this praise team in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. I break every chain in the name of Jesus over this praise team. I'm stepping through that door. Now Malachi 3 and 10, please. There are a lot of doors. I've always been one to talk about choices because I understand choices. Opening that door is a choice. I can open that door to, let's just say, self-pity. Self-pity's knocking on, on my beautiful door. Well, I can open it, and I can see it standing there, and I can kind of play with it a little bit. And before you know it, I've stepped through that door. Okay. Same principle. I've stepped through that door. I've, I've taken advantage of the opportunity, which is what that door is. Jesus said, I'm standing at the door knocking. If any man hears my voice, open, I'll come into him and sup with him. That is an opportunity. <clears throat> now, Malachi 3 and 10 Let's go down here. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Okay, we know that. That's doing what God has told us to do. If I, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Obedience opens up the windows of heaven. Opening that door. Knock, 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 knock. Uh, Opportunity. Okay, opportunity is knocking. That's where that comes from. Opportunity is knocking. I open the door. All right, now what am I going to do with the opportunity? Am I going to step through it? Am I going to take advantage of what God has put before me? Yes, I am. Yes, I am by stepping through the door and embracing Whatever it is that God has for me there. And because of that obedience right there, that obedience, he's going to open the windows of heaven for me. Obedience is the key. Obedience. Hearing his voice, it's actually, it's like a Greek key. There's a lot of pieces to it. Hearing his voice. And, and, I, and I teach the children, he speaks very softly. We have a thing, you know, in our, in our yes. When I 
when you were talking about Jesus standing at the door and knocking. Uh, when I was growing up in, back in Mississippi, I went to this church, and we had a painting in the foyer of Jesus standing at a door and knocking, and it flashed it back. And there was one other thing that they reminded that that I remembered about that painting. On the outside, there was no handle, and I was told that the only handle is on the inside. Okay. So only you can open the door. If Jesus opens it, it means he's kind of forcing himself in, and Jesus doesn't do that. Very good point. Very good you point. You have to be the one. You're the one who opens it. Okay, so, oh, okay, thank you. Opening the door, the revelation, uh, which she's sharing so well, what God's shown me, if, if, we, if we go through the door, would you rather go through the, like I can go through the door of my office, that's a small room. Mm -hmm. um, I, can, I can go through that door. But when I go through the doors, he said, I will pour you out a blessing which is not room enough to contain it, I'll open the window. So if we go through the door, he opens the window and pours out a blessing. Yes. Amen. Yes. I mean, the heavens open. You'd rather yes. go through a door or have heaven stand at a door and just knock, knock, knock. But when you go through it, then he's going to take you another step, another step. And then the heavens are going to be open to you, and he's going to pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen. You cannot contain, you cannot I mean. contain. Yes, ma'am, and that's it. Um, the door, open it, I step through it, and there's the window of heaven. Uh, I, I was telling you, I, that picture, my, my Aunt Kathy had that same picture, it's kind of an oval shape, and, and I remembered that picture, and I loved that old picture, I loved it, it was beautiful, never forgotten how that made me feel. Jesus standing at the door and knocking and it's up to me as to whether or not I let him in um, <clears throat> we do this thing with our children uh, I'm trying to teach them Jesus is a gentleman the Holy Spirit's a gentleman he comes softly and he comes quickly and so I'll be talking just like this and I'll say something Matthew come get your candy that's the voice of the Lord, and, and they're, they're, hey, they pay attention. <laughs> for they're waiting for that still, small voice, and that's what I'm doing. Particularly now that I see all of that, I see every decision as a choice. Every decision is a door for the good or for the bad, but I, I'm focusing on the good, um, Every decision and every choice that I make, I open it. I hear that voice, that real quiet voice. Break every chain, break every chain. Yes, break every chain, break every chain. I step through it, and I know that those windows of heaven are going to be open over the praise team. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. That hit me in my spirit. Um. Evangelist Manuel said something Friday night that really, it took me a while to get it. But as I've been praying and meditating on it, uh, I, I think I'm getting it. 
But it goes along with this. When I open that door and I step through, my house steps through. My generations step through. Or they don't. That's up to me. Um, Is that right? Is that right, Apostle Pastor Manuel? (laughs) Yes. Family, um, my family is my house, my generations. And my obedience, they see that. They see whether or not I'm obedient. They see whether or not I'm faithful. They see and they operate. They do what we do, just like Pastor said earlier. They follow the leader. And if my, if my leader's lethargic and lazy then my generations are going to be lethargic and and lazy because that is the door that I've walked through. So, but my door is on fire. I step through my door. My generation follows me. My generation can barely keep up with me. That in itself is a door that I have walked through. That's what I, if we could just see, if we could just see that those doors, those opportunities, those decisions are there. And if we walk through them, not just stand there, if we walk through them, oh my God, my God, my God, the windows of heaven open up over our lives and the lives of our children and the lives of our generations. And by the same token, the opposite is also true. If I don't obey, if I operate in fear, if I operate in my mind, and and that's, see... It's real easy. People say whatever they say. I say it's real easy because there is a scripture that says, my sheep hear my voice. Okay. I open that door. I step through. Lord, your word says, your sheep hear your voice. Therefore, I hear your voice and the voice of another I don't hear. And I operate on that right there, right there. I'm hearing your voice, God. So whatever you tell me, whatever crosses this mind is you. And I do it. And I do, and it's that easy. Also, what I see, too, is people, a lot of times people, like, will ride on, just say, they'll ride on um, the leader. Like, like Chris and Bethany... If you didn't go through your doors, it's harder for them to go through their doors. Exactly what you're saying. Sometimes people think because their children come to a ministry like this, they just automatically have their destiny. Um, but are you doing yours fully, like Caleb and they had a different spirit? They follow God fully. Because if Evangelist Timmy don't go through his door of evangelism. That's not my door. That's not my door. His destiny is not my door. So how can his children go through the door of following that father if he don't walk through his own door? Because I see that all the time. 
uh, I don't have to go ahead and sell all the way out, but we expect our children to, or they're just going to follow into that, but they don't have an example. They have an example when you do it fully, when you, when you give yourself to that. When, when Caleb backslid and, and, and Mama went to heaven and all that, he came back in here, and he had, some, he had all kinds of stuff in his ears. All, he's, and he, knew, he knew, knew the standard on the platform, so I just simply, I was getting ready to preach, and I wouldn't do it to a visitor, but he was doing it straight up out of rebellion. And I went, and I said, you can't wear that in here. And, Mama, you going to throw me out to church? I said, you can't wear that in here. So he got up and left, and I cried and cried after church that day. But my message was on confrontation, so I had. And, and then two days later, the Holy Ghost said, call him, invite him to eat. Well, he came back over, he came to eat, and he said, Mama, he said, I just had to see that the standard was still there, that you weren't going <laughs> to. I had to see that it was the same as with Granny, that you weren't going to put up with that compromise. And then I could trust this. See, you have to go through your own door. If you want your children, you want the mantle on you to go to your children, they need to see you doing the mantle. Like Barbara got her dad's teaching anointing because he went through the door. But if they never see that example, what do they follow? You know, Montana's call is not my call. That's for Michelle. But she can receive that one from her mother. But she's got to see that going forth. Yes, because they are going to follow. They're going to follow what they see. That's what I see. See, see? We follow what we see. I have, I've had very strong examples in my life. And um, no compromise in the examples that I have. And I can tell you, um, I got saved, I got saved when I was probably around 18 because I was going to have a child. So, you know, he was standing there knocking, I guess. (laughs) I was like, come in and help me because I got somebody now. And so, but even though I stepped through that door of salvation, I, I didn't understand the door of deliverance. I stepped through to the best of my ability, and that's all that's required, that we do whatever we do to the best of our ability. And uh, so it go on, go on, go on, you know, and it's like, bam, 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 everything, everything. My examples are just everything is happening. Well, it didn't take long for me to become a sideline compromiser. Just say it. Compromise, compromise. So my child that I love more than my next breath, sideline compromiser, compromiser, because that's the door I walked through. And it's like I carried him through that door with me because that's what he saw. That's what he saw. And so, and my husband, that's why it's been such a battle to, to get him saved, to get him in church, because nobody wants that. Nobody wants that nobody wants anybody that talks the talk but don't walk the walk. Okay. Discovered deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Step through the door. Okay. Whoo. Freedom. 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 I got something to tell you about. Freedom. Step through that door. And My Lord Jesus opened the windows of heaven in that aspect in my life. 
went to Israel. Y'all went. Just went. Spent most of the time mad at Pastor D and my mother. <laughs> just pouting mad. Just fighting mad. You know? <laughs> when I, we were gone for a long time. And then, y'all won't believe this, but I was the shyest person you've ever met. Terrified of people. Oh my God, don't look at me. Terrified of people. Not of what people thought, but of everything having to do with people. Terrified. Went into, was at my brother-in-law's house when I, and couldn't leave the kitchen because people had come in and I was going to have to walk by them to get out. Seriously. Went to Israel. Was in Israel. Had a had a great time, <laughs> bittersweet. But one day, after we hadn't been home about two weeks, freedom, freedom, freedom. Walk through the door of freedom. Hearts open to you, God. I was over at my mother's, and this man in authority and power was talking to her. And so I was able to look him in the eye, address him like a human being, not be mean to him, which was my cover-up, you know. I, I, I can do it if I'm all up in your face. and um, But just talk to him like he was a human being. And then when I, I didn't think anything of it, and Mother was watching me because she knew me, all of me. And when I was driving away, that whole scenario played through my mind. And I was like, what was that? that. I wasn't sick. I don't feel like I need to throw up or anything. Jesus, I set you free in Israel. I took that fear of people out of you on the Sea of Galilee. Hallelujah. Because I walked through the door of deliverance, of freedom, of whatever you want, God. And he opened those windows of heaven over my life and just took, just took that was such an inherent fundamental part of me. I, I, I didn't even know that there could be another way, honestly. It's like you're blind all of your life. You think that is the way. Okay, I'm used to it. I can walk and thank you, Jesus. That's what he does. When he knocks, we open the door, we step through, we accept whatever it is that he puts in our way. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Jesus, I'll talk to them. Yes, Jesus, I will make banana nut bread for her. Yes, Jesus, I will go to her house. She hates my guts. I'm on my way. We'll see. Because I'm trusting you. Because I hear your voice. The voice of another I'll not hear. I will not hear. Therefore, you are honor bound. Honor bound, God. To do. To be that voice that I hear. That was my revelation. Wait, how much time? Okay. Does anybody have any questions? Please have questions. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Lynn, come get your candy. <laughs> no. <laughs>
that really solves the problem of is that me or is that the devil or yes. is that God? Yes. He said he would be the voice. So Amen. we can just rest in that. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's right. Thank you, Jesus. I remember when I first started operating in this, I was like, okay, I, I want to go to Monroe. Jesus, is it okay if I go to Monroe today? Yes, Julie, go to Monroe. Have a good time. So I get in my car, and I'm driving. I get to the Louisiana line. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm not supposed to go. Okay. And I turned around. And I headed back home. What are you doing? Oh, it was okay. I turned around and I head back to Monroe. <laughs> did it twice. And I tell you, it was the last time I ever did it. Now if I pass that restaurant, you pick someplace else to eat. I don't go back. I don't go back because I hear that voice. And I just trust that. Walk through that door. So as I say say to the children, let's sum it up. We have a door. That that door is called decision. It's called opportunity. It's called uh, life choice. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. I open the door. I can stand there and look out. And say, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's so nice, Sister Vila. She's so sweet and nice. Oh, I want that. Close the door. Or I can say, ooh, step through that door. Jesus, thank you for giving me a desire to be sweet and nice. Show me how to do it. Show me how I thank you, God, and I operate in that. And the windows of heaven open up over me. And it's like... You know that Julie is so sweet. She's so not stepping into it, operating into it. You know, I've come, in, I've come a long way from stabbing Stephen. I've come a long way operating in that. It was a little stab. It was a crochet hook. When <laughs> but what I'm saying is... God, I'm very transparent, very. And this is not a hard walk that I'm, that I'm walking. This walk is so easy. God took something out of me that made me me, I thought. And I didn't even know it. That easy, that simple, that wonderful and he wants to do that in every area. Um, <clears throat> we pay our tithes. We give. We hear that voice. And that's what I'm teaching the kids. I say, how much do you give? You pay your tithes. They got that down. 10%. 10%. Okay, now we want to give. What do we give? We give everything. Like, <laughs> I know that's what you think. <laughs> and we do give everything. I give you all of this, Jesus. But when it comes time for that blessing, that blessing, those windows to be open, Jesus, what do you want me to give? Two dollars? Two dollars. I got 20 in my pocket. I know you want 20. 
<laughs> I can't give you $2. What will they think of me if I put $2 in the offering plate? Close that door. Those blessings eh, slammed into the back side of that door. I closed the door. I, just like I have to open it, I can close it. So that, that is the hardest concept for them to grasp. Ask God what to give and then do that. And I, and I know it's because, well, I don't know why. I, I don't know, but they're just so used to. You know what they're used to? A lot of our children are used to the talk without the walk. And so they're confused. They don't know really what to do. They don't know the true way to go because they're following their leader. And their leader is confused because they've opened the door to confusion. Stepped through and said, okay, I'm so confused. Yeah, you are. Well, I don't want to be confused. So, Jesus, forgive me for opening that door. Forgive me for operating in that spirit, that whatever that is, that spirit of rebellion, that spirit of confusion, that spirit of self-pity, that spirit. Oh, my goodness, Maggie. party manipulation she just turned three and she's got it down buddy got it down so I'm like okay Jill you know you hate it but (laughs) Maggie you're making yourself sad you're not sad but you're making yourself Do you want to be sad? I don't want my potty ruined. Well, be happy. Stop acting like that. Well, I said stop acting like that. Shut that door fast. Or I won't be able to stand her. Shut that door. Okay. Isaiah chapter 22, 22. And the, the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. So it's, it's not the enemy that's shutting the door. No. It's me if I don't go through the door. Amen. Let's Amen. read it again. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so, Dave, uh, so he shall open. And none shall shut. And he shall shut and none. Does it say none? So we blame the devil for a lot of things that we just won't go through the door. Like Julie got asked to preach in Africa. She can go through that door? Because you're not going to go there. You ain't going to throw up because you ain't going there. <laughs> she can go through the door or not, but it's not the, en- it's not the enemy that shut it. It would be her that shut it. So, do we see that today? Nobody, the devil can't shut your doors. That's what I'm trying to say. He 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 can't shut. Revelation says that he open God opens the door. You know, he gives us an open door, 
So the enemy can't shut that. I shut it with my fear and intimidation, thinking I don't have no money or whatever, but it's not the enemy. It's me. It's me. It's always me. Because God said, Behold, I set before you an open door in Revelation. So he he already said it in front of me. It's already wrote in the book. In Psalms 139, my whole life's written in a book. So I either walk through those doors or I don't. But I can't blame anybody else. Amen. 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 And, uh, yeah, he, he asked me, and this is stretching right here. Me and I'm going to be slim and tall <laughs> after October. <laughs> but I'm stepping through the door, and that fear comes, and I say, mm. I say, I hear the voice of the Lord and the voice of another I'll not hear. Put me on Holy Spirit and wear me like you wore Gideon. And I go forth. I'm going forth. I'm going forth. Amen. Amen. Is it time? Does anybody have anything? Okay. There are two things I found out about God. He doesn't have a reverse. And he don't say zero, he speaks to it. (laughs) He don't say zero, he speaks to zero and it becomes something. He speaks... It's just like when, when the universe was nothing. God spoke to nothing and it became something. God spoke to darkness and it became light. He spoke to chaos and it became order. God don't say zero, he speaks to it. So when when God says two, he means 20. He don't say zero, so you put the zero on it. All seven of them. <laughs> Don't park behind me. <laughs> Did you have something? I was going to say that I read on Facebook, I think it was. Um, people see you long before they hear you. And when you were talking about that, our families and our generation following us through the door, you know, people are going to see us. They're going to watch how we walk long before they hear what we're saying and we can say it and you know for teachers (laughs) we say a whole lot you know but it is it's different to walk we got to walk it um and that whenever I read that I was like hmm yeah that's true people are gonna they're watching you and and then they'll start listening to you I mean really listening to you you know and see if you are going to walk the talk Oh, no. And you know the enemy's waiting on that opportunity right there. Right there. You got to the side, you're going to hit the wall. Mm-hmm. You can't compromise going through the door. you got to go straight ahead and go through that door. You can't think about the, the doubts. and the, No. Know, just cast them down and go through the door. Yeah, that door right there, if I start going through it and I start compromising and say, I don't know if I want to, 
swaying back and forth. I'm going to hit them walls. Yeah. And what damage are you going to do in the process? Going to do some damage to this, to that, damage. Compromise is damning. It is the most, you know, I, I look at my family and I think, what must you, because I know what you've seen. And I'm like, all I can do is Jesus, Jesus, and start at this moment being the best that Jesus can make me at this moment and then just keep going and keep going. Don't walk sideways into the door. Just keep going. And, and, and you know, it doesn't matter what we've done then. What matters is what we do today at this moment. And so I encourage you, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Walk through the door. Whatever door is presented to you. I'm so excited about Africa. I'm so excited. I Actually, I'm in awe is, is really what I am. I'm in awe. Just in awe. And, but, you know, got to do. If the woman of God says, or the man of God says, we do. We do. And that obedience, that's walking through a great door. And the windows of heaven are open on our lives. And my generation, they come through that door with me. Great things for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's, uh, it's amazing, you know, when God uh, showed us in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, chapter 3, verse 10. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. The other thing is that uh, Jesus said, somebody, you know, open the door, I can enter, you know. And you say it's obedience to God. So, but it's, uh, it's amazing when we open the door, but God opened the windows. Yeah. How many windows have this building, you know? Uh, so it's a lot of win windows in heaven, you know, and the windows uh, um, bring to us light, like uh, this light, yeah. you know, knowledge, revelation. We can walk in, in victory every day, you know, because no, uh, it's only one window. It's a lot of windows. Lot of windows. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Stephen and I built a house down at the river, and it was windows. And that was I, the feeling of all of those windows is just, it's indescribable. And so it's just anything else is darkness. I want the windows of heaven in every aspect. The windows of heaven opened in our lives. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunities 
that you present to us to do your will, because it's for my good and your glory. I thank you for opening those windows when I walk through that door of obedience. And I pray that everyone get this revelation. Chew on it. Tear it apart. Dissect it in Jesus' name.